0: Hi and welcome to and now for something completely machinima a podcast about machinima virtual production and other related technologies. Uh, we're going to jump right in here. Uh, first of all, uh, my name is Phil, and <laughs> yeah. with me are my co-hosts Tracy, Ricky, and Damian.
1: Hey, to uh, all of you. How are you? Uh, I feel
0: like it's. I feel like it was just a few minutes ago we spoke. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's always good to uh, to yeah. get back together. So the film this this week is my pick. Uh, this is a film called Manco. Employee training video made by a guy who on YouTube goes by the name uh the screen name Tipsy Duck. And if I'm not mistaken, it's made in uh, the source engine in like it, it has a Team Fortress 2 type look to it. Right. I uh. guess. Uh, I'm not actually not 100% sure of that but I was so confident from the look of the the models and the movements that it was that that I didn't even dig into it further so if you know differently let me know but uh, this is it, it's one of the one of my favorite formats and that is a satirical PSA which I have great affinity for if you know my background you know why uh, I love this type of humor Um, This is a, you know, sarcastic, it's a would-be public service announcement type of video, um, but loaded with uh, absurd humor. I'm not sure what the, I I don't think that there's like a, unlike some satire where you can tell that there's a point, um, I don't think that there's necessarily a statement being made here. It's just really having fun with that type of Format and inappropriate humor. Um, there is toilet humor, uh, which is why it made my pick. Every 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 film I've picked for this show has some kind of toilet humor in it. Of course, uh, that's that's my thing. So uh, anyway, I I just absolutely loved this film, and there's one particular moment in the film that sealed the deal for me in terms of this is my pick, uh, and that is the glare.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the glare yeah, yeah, yeah. is just...
0: <laughs> there's a, there's a point where this this narrator in the film uh, comes to a, a room where there's a child in the bed, uh, kind of a make-a-wish foundation kind of nod. And the child has just been asked, what do you want? And the child says, oh, I want to go home. And then all of a sudden he looks over to the doorway and there's the narrator <laughs> with just this menacing glare and the music and everything just... And it lingers on it for so long. And I've seen that before. It's not, it's not a new thing, you know? It's been done. But this was done so well. And I don't know if I've ever seen something quite like that done in Machinima because it's so reliant on... There's a certain thing you have to be able to do with the face and eyes to pull that off. To pull off that kind of... it's It's a... It's saying something without saying anything, right? Right. Uh, so, and this isn't the world's, you know, this isn't the most advanced facial engine out there. Not anymore. It at one time was pretty up there, but this is by today's standards, you know, leaning more towards the primitive. And yet they really pulled that and many other impressive things off in this with uh, the way that animations were used, The the voice actor that is the narrator is just terrific just perfect for uh this role so i'm very interested to hear uh what you guys thought of it
2: well actually i really like this we don't pay you to think we pay you to work (laughs) (laughs) pretty much sums up the approach presented here and as one of the reviewers uh commented it's really one great long list of human rights violations that's and, right and of course yes, jokes yes. about war and p-takes and all the lot it's actually really close to the knuckle too with a lot of um source filmmaker in jokes um centering on these characters so if you're not too familiar with um team fortress and on and the uh, source filmmaking some of some of it i suspect might pass you by a little bit I tell you what I really like though, the facial animation I, I think is it's is stood up amazingly well. It's really quite interesting. And I'm guessing that's that's you know, there's no mocap in this at all, is there? But there's really good facial movement, I think. Lip movement, maybe. Um, but overall I really liked the editing. I thought it was um well done. The voiceover, as you said, Phil, was Fantastic. That's uh yeah,
3: yeah.
1: from
2: what I could see, it was a guy called Keith Ferrell, uh otherwise known as Mr. Tush on YouTube. I think he was brilliant. Um uh yeah, uh that that kind of sort of smarmy evil training video voice, which could tell you absolutely anything at all. Um which you know, this guy did. <laughs> um <laughs> some of the jokes i you know i'm not sure they stand up quite as well um today i mean this is not that old is it this is only 20, 2017 2017 it's not yeah. it's not sort of like 10 years old um some of it i suppose a little bit reminiscent of what one might expect in the world of musk at twitter headquarters perhaps going on <laughs> um maybe yeah, yeah. maybe a certain president's son's world maybe (laughs) maybe you can imagine some of that being very reminiscent of of how things are are panning out a little um some of it made me a bit twitchy I have to say um but I guess I shouldn't really be all that surprised I mean two million views since it was uploaded is pretty astonishing for this um the other thing I, I will say is it was it also um, tagged the, the Saxies, but as far as I could see, it wasn't one of the finalists. So I'm guessing it was one of the entries. I don't know if, entry. It, if, yeah, if you knew any more about that. I, mean, I, I don't. Did, I found a playlist for all the entries for that year, um, but I couldn't really find it on the playlist either. So I'm guessing there are thousands that are on the on the play, you know, on the on the um, entries for it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, really enjoyed it. Thank you, Phil
3: um yeah you, tracy you were talking about uh, reminiscent of uh musk at uh, twitter and uh, other things uh recently i've been involved in this campaign to save buses and uh, this guy reminded me so much of someone i've had to deal with mm. <laughs> For the town even, council <laughs> I, I don't want to go too far because i don't want any names to come up or anything like that and uh-huh. but um and even the way he looks <laughs> So that's the first I thing won't say from. his
0: name, but it begins with F <laughs> and it ends with Francois. <laughs> other than that... but, uh,
3: and I could imagine the guy I've <clears> been <throat> interacting throat> with talking like this behind the scenes uh, <laughs> in a way that made me a little bit uncomfortable. Right. But okay. yeah, it, the, the video itself, though, is really well done. I think, obviously, this. um Team Fortress 2 is a it's quite an old game now, but because it's got those stylized graphics, I think that really helps it stand so out. Too. Because it never aimed, it never tried to be realistic. Like games at that, that time, that some were trying to be as realistic as possible. This went for the cartoony style, and as we've seen from some of the other um, Team Fortress videos we've looked at recently, they all still hold up because yeah. They're, they're, yeah, they 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 go for that cartoony style and that that can be a huge benefit for making a video that holds up many years later and um, obviously this did, and the humor was great, I was laughing all the way through it, I could definitely see why you were why you chose (laughs) that (laughs) film yeah,
0: Yeah, it's my kind of humor for sure
3: yeah Um, I just really enjoyed it, it's a really good pick Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say about it Okay. But I really enjoyed it.
1: Um, I've always enjoyed your sense of humor, not only as a person, uh, Phil, but as a filmmaker as well. You always have this wonderful sense of subtle irony to things and satire. Satire is not an easy thing to do, and you have a real skill in creating those scenes. Also, uh, one of my favorite little genres of film types is the ephemeral film. That's the films that are not really part of a marketplace or anything like that. Training videos would fall under that. PSAs, industrial films. There's a magnificent collection of them on archive.org. Yeah, the Internet Archive. The Prelinger Archive. Yep. And if you go through those, you'll come up with some films that are unintentionally hilarious. Terrific. hilarious.
0: Yes, I think I've watched <laughs> well, them all. Uh, Yeah, I know.
1: And I, you know, stuff about sleep or dating or cranky children or safety in the factory. And this immediately endeared me to it because it was of that genre. It
0: sure was. And
1: I thought, what a great idea. And I think oftentimes satire and humor starts with a great idea or a great situation. And then it depends upon your craft and in terms of, how you do the writing and how you set up the editing to support all that. And this guy did that tipsy duck really did a fine job. Uh, it, it does push the edge of appropriateness. Sometimes <laughs> I think
0: so too. There was, yeah, there's a, lines. You, I wouldn't have crossed.
1: There's mm. a daughter bit in there of the owner of the company. Yeah. That kind of made me cringe. You yeah. Know? But um, it, they, they didn't hold on it. They just kept plowing right through. So it was an idea. They did it and they moved on. But yeah. that that was a little. But humor has always been that way. You know, I mean, there's there's even stories of ancient Roman actors who did some such appropriate things that the uh, governor who would be in the in the theater watch had them stoned or beaten on stage. You know, yeah. so you can imagine yourself performing. You do something that's tasteless, and the governor says, Go ahead and give him a few kicks. And they kick him, you know. I'll, I'm so sorry. I kind of wish there was a button on YouTube that I could push to kick the guy just once for the thing. <laughs> but, but hey, you know, it's funny. Okay. It, it was funny in a painful kind of way. But <laughs> I love the look of the film. The animations are excellent. Believe me, working in Source Filmmaker. The learning curve is vertical, is Everest type. If you can, die, if you can surpass, I mean, if you could conquer that learning curve, you can really produce some great, great results with source, source filmmaker. And they obviously have done that, and they are really skilled. Perhaps the editing here and there was maybe a little bit sloppy. Um, you found the glare, the the long, long take on the glare, very funny. I found it just a little bit too much. They should have cut a little bit sooner. And there's a couple other scenes where they include walking um, as part of the edit. Uh, and it seemed like a padding or something, or they just didn't cut it too soon. We watched the film, uh, Lisa, my partner and I recently, with Christopher Lee, was one of his Euro films, and I would say a good fifteen minutes of it were people walking from one place to the next. <laughs> Obviously, you would cut that out, but they wanted to keep it in in order to pad the length to become a feature film. Now, oh, I'm not wow. saying that's what they did here. No, they didn't. But maybe some judicious cutting might have helped the pace just a little bit. Uh, but the film, and also I, I found myself. Well, I've mentioned that, it was a comf- uncomfortable sometimes. And maybe the pace was off here and there. But overall, I found myself really laughing through it, finding the animation and being caught up. And it's not easy to do a glare no. with a completely inanimate object, a 3D mm-hmm. representation. To make sure that that face is alive, that's an extraordinary accomplishment. And I really stand up, giving a standing ovation for... Uh, tipsy duck for that one but really interesting choice phil i'm really glad uh, you picked it and it was, it was i enjoyed it
0: and I'm quite a contrast
1: from the other films
0: yeah yeah i agree yeah and uh if if you like tipsy duck's work this is not his only film by far uh he's not not his only machinima film and it's not even the only film with this character uh, in <laughs> fact there's one uh there's one where it's almost like like a biography behind the scenes interview of who is this guy? At least it's using the exact same model. I don't remember if it refers to him by a name that would tie in with this video, but it's the same voice. uh, And, and yeah, the same actor. So there's, there's several of them in there. And some of them, some of the videos go even further past the cringe line. Hmm. So this was, this was me Pairing it back a bit and this one too It it's there's points where it's like uh and i'm not talking in like any kind of snowflakey woke sense of things i'm talking about just general yeah. standards most people can agree on yeah but the way that i looked at it the way that i feel about those things generally is there's probably nothing more distasteful than safe comedy yep You know, comedy has always
1: been transgressive.
0: I want to watch somebody who's taking some chances. And that means that sometimes they're missing. Sometimes the joke falls flat or sometimes it's just like, dude, that's, that makes me so uncomfortable. I, I, I'll laugh, but I'll feel bad about it. Or it's so much that I'm not going to laugh at all. But when they hit, it's like, wow, you know, the, the jokes land. That is good comedy. Now, people who hone that skill professionally have learned to shave off the bits that either don't work or that offend too much. And you end up with this extraordinary routine, but that is a world-class skill that very few, even sure in is. the comedy industry have very few. So, um, and I feel like that, that the, the guy behind this film, the people behind this film are aiming at that target. Yes. You know, and i like that i agree i appreciate that, that 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 okay you gambled a bit there and i don't you know i don't think it necessarily worked but i can admire the 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 guts the attempt yep go ahead and go ahead and gamble and it's you know it's weird because it's hard to define we've talked about this before ricky that it, it's really hard to define what what's the difference between you know satire that's aiming and goes too far and just plain old tastelessness and it's really hard to pin down what that is but you know it when you see it is that lame yeah to fall back no, on no
1: not at all but i think the, uh, the process of create of creating it you hit the key is that you write it without censoring yourself but then as you're reviewing it and and paring it down you, see, you react to it yourself and you go yeah. oh that might be a little bit too much but then again satire really helps <clears throat> us able to to be able to say things that we really want to say, but if we said them, they'd be mean.
0: Yeah, it's everybody's It's everybody's access to the court jester role, right? Yep. Which if you don't know what that is, historically the court jester wasn't just some dude in a silly hat with bells. It was the one man in the king's entourage that could say anything to the king without question. And so they would really push it. And, and the King valued the man in that role because a, a good King would anyway,
2: because he's the only king one that tells would the truth. realize,
0: yeah, nobody else around me, everyone else is too intimidated to tell me the truth. So, and I feel like satire in some way is it's, it's that, it's that jester type of thing. And society now is, you know, there's very few societies now run by Kings. So it's society itself that needs that gesture. And I think satire is the way that that gets done. So um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what pulls me to it. Um, I I like, I like being a part of that when I get a chance to. So
1: great perspective, great perspective.
0: I'll mention here too. We don't do this very often. Talk about stuff. That's part of like, you know, uh, mainstream entertainment stuff, but this video, uh, the, the kind of really harsh satire on corporate environments uh if you're if that's your kind of humor there's a show that is debuting uh this month or last month on Amazon Prime called the consultant starring christoph waltz and it's magnificent it's weird it's really strange very odd but it plays very much into uh, it, it strums the same chords as as this humor wise. And Christoph Waltz, if 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 you'll know him when you see him, if you don't know who that is, but to me, it's, it's he's like one of the one of the actors that just I go out of my way to see anything that he does. He's he's quite magnificent. So
1: that series and- is based on a novel by an author named Bentley Little. Bentley Little is a horror author who has been writing for about twenty years. Wow. my part. My partner Lisa is just absolutely obsessed with him because what he does is he takes a certain kind of thing or a location or a place, like the apartment or the condominium, and he shows you how weird thing things are there, how crazy and nuts they are. And they're all they're all like he has another one called the the association or no the what is a like in a resident townhouse they have the group of people that sort of govern it yeah the association is what's the, association, is usually what the association yeah he did an association where he takes this absolutely uh. mad group of people that do all of these things so i was really happy that bentley little got that gig not only for him because he'd give him a nice chunk of change to keep him writing, but if you like that stuff, Bill, you've got to read Ben novels.
0: I did add that to. I did. I wasn't aware of his other works yet, but I did add that book to my list for next time I'm at the oh, library. Oh, he's been writing
1: for stuff. 20 years. That's his fantastic. This stuff is magnificent.
0: That's great. I didn't realize that his the the genre that he was put in was horror, but having watched the show, I binged it this week. I can see why. Yeah, Uh, it's 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 uh it's more than a little disturbing. This show but just if that's your thing it's it's an amazing mix of of horror vibes and biting comedy um and of course again christoph waltz just a monster actor so <coughs> ricky the I'm, way that you're, looking... the way you're leaning right now a little devil's mask <laughs> <is> like coming <laughs> through the gloom i'm i'm, just like I'm looking too. at a I'm looking, that shelf full of... I'm looking That's at a shelf full That's our thumbnail Tracy for this video That's our thumbnail <laughs> I'm is looking at a shelf full of Bentley Little com- Coming Libre. out of Ricky's head like a little boil That's the thumbnail
1: <laughs> I'm looking at a shelf full of Bentley Little books uh, that are right near me uh, Dispatch is one of them uh, The Store <laughs> That's absolutely hysterical <laughs> The town, the agency, just really—he loves to take institutional things and then just turn them inside out with just madness, Kafka-like I it. madness. I can't yeah. wait to
0: dig into that. that oh, okay. Book. So, anyway, that's uh, that's one to to keep an eye out for um, as as uh, as something to watch and also something to read. Yep. So that will do it for this episode. Thank you, Tracy, Ricky, and Damien. Yeah, um, thank you. For your feedback. And uh, we look forward to the next episode. Great choice.
1: All right, see ya. Cheers, bye-bye.